Hi, I'm Danny. And I'm Damika. And we're biracial unicorns. And we asked Santa if we were on the naughty or nice list, and he just said, We're fabulous. <laughs> it's true. We're so fabulous, Mika. Yes, a whole other list. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> Girl, I'm so tired of being sick. Everyone needs to wash their hands. All I want for Christmas is sanitizer. I am so tired of being sick. I too am am not well. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm sick, but I guess I'm sick. Yes, just succumb to it. Yeah, it's that time of year though. Everyone's sick. It's ridiculous. Everyone, what what's the difference between winter and summer? Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Cover your mouth. If you feel sick, take the day. I'm giving you permission. I'm giving you permission to not spread your filth and grossness out into the world. I will do my best not to do it. Can you not do it either? I'm sorry. I would rather be sick in the winter than in the summer. I don't, it just feels weird when you're sick in the summertime. I feel no one believes you if you say you're sick. If you're like, I'm sorry, I can't make it. I'm sick. They're like, just say you don't want to come to my luau. (laughs) <laughs> like, just don't, just say you don't want to come to my luau stan <laughs> girl cultural appropriation much <laughs> girl if we if we sat there and talked about every like party i, I do feel like we i do feel like luau's have gotten a really bad rep i do feel it's really bad for luau's because they people have done heinous things Yeah, after living in Hawaii, I'm like pretty sensitive to those things, to noticing Mm. them, because it's also a little crazy in Hawaii, those those sorts of things that are done for tourists that aren't, quote, authentic, but authentic enough that the tourists can go back to the mainland feeling like they experienced Hawaiian culture. It's really, Mm -hmm. really bizarre. Is super well, bizarre. That's, that's tourism, and that's tourism in general. Though you get just enough to make you feel worldly. Do you know yeah. what I mean? To me, it's like for me. Okay, this is a secret I'm about to share, and I feel very vulnerable. So when people ask me for recipes, and I'm this is not my best quality. All right, I give <laughs> oh, them no. <laughs> I give them eighty percent of the recipes. I feel. I hope. I hope this podcast actually doesn't take off now. I give people. 80% of the real recipe. And I always hold back like a little, little nugget of secrecy because it's like, I want that like family. It's for me. I'm really selfish. I'm a horrible human being. And I feel like, because you want that authenticness to yourself. It's yours. You worked for it. So I feel like when they go to these touristy things, we're going to give you like some of the experience, but not enough to actually really know how to do like the best part of it. But tourism is just weird that way. It is. But we're both about to travel for the holidays. Yes. Oh, yes. I, yeah. I'm going to Japan for the holidays this year or oh, just oh. a little after Christmas, I guess. So I'm pretty stoked, but I'm not yeah, Japanese. Really <laughs> <laughs> so don't you go there. And I don't, what would they actually do there? What would they, is, is, is it really big? It's kind of funny. So Christmas isn't a Japanese holiday, obviously. What? Yeah, but it is increasingly celebrated in Japan. But it's kind of funny because I think in the U.S. there's this idea of Christmas is a holiday you spend with your family, right? And New Year's is the holiday where you spend with your significant other or you at least 
make out with somebody at midnight, yeah, right? Obviously, it's what's for. It's flipped in Japan. What? Christmas is the romantic holiday, whereas New Year's is the day that you spend with your family doing oh. doing your family tradition stuff. So Christmas, there's like this whole thing about <laughs> eating Kentucky Fried Chicken on Christmas. <laughs> Which is is hilarious because you go to any KFC in Japan, they have Colonel Sanders with a Christmas a Santa hat on. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a huge thing, but also like sharing a Christmas cake with your significant other, your romantic interest, is a thing. Mm, you had me at cake. Right? <laughs> I'm not into Japanese cakes, though. To be honest, not so great. I, I, yeah, we're gonna. You ever gonna have to break that down to me, like one day, even like off air, because I watch a lot of food stuff and I can't get into it. But I was hoping someone's like, no, 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 they taste way better than they look. Another day. Yeah, another day. So. <laughs> Christmas in Japan is kind of kind of different for sure. Mm. New Year's is the holiday because that's something that was actually celebrated and not an import. Um, so I'll be yeah. there for New Year's Ooh. and I'll probably watch some fireworks. Japan knows uh, how to do fireworks legit. So jealous. Watch the first sunrise of the year from a high vantage point because that's a big thing. And then uh, oh, you know, go to a temple, beautiful. ring some bells have good luck for the year oh that sounds so amazing that sounds so cool i love it i love it take as many obnoxious photos as you feel about like you know some people like don't take photos enjoy the moment no i'm take take (laughs) the photos because i'm gonna get old and not remember any of this so oh i can't wait to see it i hope you have like the best time ever yeah i'm i'm super super excited and i'm also like i'm excited because it's japan and i love japan but i'm Mm -hmm very excited because it also means two weeks uninterrupted with my husband which like I feel like I never see him so it'll be awesome to spend that much time with him oh that's so it will be nice for your husband not to feel like your lover you know like he's he's like your side piece it'll be nice to be like oh wow we're in a committed relationship together this is so nice Right. Yeah, I'm excited. Christmas. Yay. Yay. I'm not really super into holidays, so it's like a good time to take a trip. And I'm off from two weeks, you know, working in the education field. That's like my my time off really is at Christmas because I I do work during the summer doing summer camp Mm. stuff. So it's my time off and it's a good time for farmers Oh, gosh, I'm, like, revealing too much. I need to cut some of this out. It's too much. Too much personal information. <laughs> now I really hope you keep the farmer bit. But it's uh, – well, there we go. Actually, We actually just booked um, a place in uh, Barcelona. We're going to go to Barcelona for the new year. Ooh, and, uh, Oh, yeah. amazing what yeah. what is spain gonna be like at that time of year i supposed to be like mild uh maybe slightly rainy but anything is still less rainier than here yeah i just really want to go oh girl architecture all the art like all the architecture and all the food i'm so excited and my little girl really enjoys traveling so that that will be fun have you been i know i haven't and it was so random we were we were like oh maybe we'll go to portugal maybe we'll do this maybe we'll do that and it literally was just at the last minute it kind of popped into my head i'm like well what about barcelona and um it just kind of fell into place holy cow i'm excited to hear all about it yes well this is going to be like our holiday ish kind of episode yeah we're breaking format a little bit rather than addressing a direct <laughs> uh, listener question this week we thought it was 
kind of a, a good opportunity to talk about holidays. I mean, we missed opening that can of worms that is Thanksgiving because we didn't think about it in time, <laughs> but it's probably for the best because no, that shit would get me best. so riled up. I don't know. No, that, that, that was for the best. I feel like we're still too new. It was too raw. We're too close to it. There's like a lot of other material out there. So, and no one, no one's fall asleep on that issue, but there's always next year. It's true. It's true. (laughs) So yeah, we're going to talk about the holidays, but I think specifically we're going to talk about Christmas. We both grew up celebrating Christmas, so it's probably something that we're best situated to talk about. Yeah, I don't have a lot of experience with the other holidays around this time of year. I've gone to some Hanukkah things, but I don't really like I know the story of Hanukkah, but I don't really know much about the traditions. Um, So I don't know a whole lot about Hanukkah. I've been to like some solstice things, but that's less religious because it's it's more just tied to farming stuff Mm. and then i've been to one yule wiccan pagan party as well but once again (laughs) i don't really know a lot about it can't speak to it haven't been to any like kwanzaa things or anything like that how about you do you have any experience outside of christmas so i i have gone to a a couple of hanukkah nights um which are always really i've always uh, really gorgeous and beautiful but like i said not enough to where i feel i can uh, speak upon it and like and you know studying old testament stuff like i said i could sit there and tell you all the significance and what they do but once again it's not something it would be book knowledge not heart knowledge and i feel yeah. very much so it, it needs to be something that you experience in your own tradition to actually speak on it me just say rattling off all the bunch of like you know old testament and study stuff from a christian girl but a jewish holiday would be a bit <laughs> now that's a bah humbug but it's uh, I've done one Kwanzaa kind of celebration, and I I think I had a lot higher hopes for it than it was. I, I don't even know how to explain it, so I won't. I think those who have done it and it's really a natural part of what they celebrate and how they do this holiday season, right on. But for me, it felt those it just it was missing like a flow and a feel. It was very it was one of the things I don't once again I don't think I can actually speak on. So. It's like a newer holiday, yeah. too, I mean, compared to these other ones that we're talking about. So I think maybe yeah. that's part of it, too. It's like it doesn't have as long a tradition, so it doesn't have that natural feel to it yet. But I, I love the idea of Kwanzaa, and I love, like, what what is it, like the seven virtues or values? Yeah, I think, but I will say this. If you do celebrate something that's not necessarily traditional Christmas, I know, like, people in the Netherlands area, they celebrate something like it, but not quite. Invite friends. Don't be embarrassed. Don't think it's weird. Invite your friends along. I think that just to expose some, I'm really lucky for people who invited me over to their, you know, their their homes to celebrate, you know, the, their different um, feasts and festivals and meals and e- even hearing like you know how how they pray or the stories they tell on their traditions I- invite your friends yeah don't, most don't people are just that. into parties anyway so i mean i'm not into <laughs> parties but i will go and eat your food and hang out with your animals girl i just I, we were talking about this before you know off air i'm just like girl was there cake at this pagan thing <laughs> right <laughs> what is please tell me there was at least cake at this thing let's talk about food <laughs> let's talk about the food but it's uh yeah above all things you should really share 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 invite invite they say no they say no but they could say yes and it could be a really great experience so let's let's get down to what we know we're not gonna let christmas off easy by any means oh no 
you know, it's going to get the same unicorn touch as everything else. We're just right. going to ruin it. So it's no fun for anybody. So. <laughs> yeah. Get ready to have shit ruined. <laughs> so here's here's the thing before we start. So kind of a, a bit of a disclaimer <laughs> is I grew up Catholic. My mm. family is Catholic. So I have experienced Christmas from from that point of view, for sure. I'm more of, I was going to say atheist, but that's not accurate. I think I'm more agnostic than anything else. So I no longer celebrate. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because I don't want to make a decision. Uh, But Mm, so much truth. Right. No, it's not that. It's more like I just acknowledge that I don't know the things and I'm fine with that. Mm. But I think... I think like I still celebrate Christmas and so now I don't see Christmas as a religious holiday anymore mm. even though I do occasionally go to midnight mass for Christmas because I have to because family because you're a good daughter <laughs> I guess <laughs> but I mean I know that's not your experience I want to lightly touch on a bit of of Christmas from the religious standpoint but i think we'll we'll mostly not go too deeply into that yeah like i said a lot of mixed emotions for a lot of people because some people grew up in a religious home and it was a bit distorted and for some other people you know it's incredibly it's too much the commercialism i've gotten away from what the message is you know i i grew up i grew up catholic as i got older i went more like i, I would say like non-denominational or, or maybe even like underneath like reformed that they would say category. And, and that's what I practice today. Um, it, it is very much a part of me in, in my identity. And so what we view this time is a time of celebrating or acknowledging the birth of Christ, though sub I'm fully aware he was not born during this time. He was born probably sometime during the summer. Right. Uh, June. Said, I know. Yeah. They're saying somewhere between June and July and it got linked up with the same time as the winter solstice, which is really funny and ironic. Don't get me started. I did not write these. <laughs> so when you tell people celebrating Jesus' birthday, that's the first thing people say. It's not when he's born. I'm like, you proud of yourself? Yes, you're completely right. Yeah, and, no. and here's the thing, too. I feel like that maybe a lot of people who are only vaguely religious or didn't really grow up in a religious family aren't aware of Christmas isn't the most important holiday of the Christian calendar it it really really isn't and unfortunately I would even say in some churches they kind of put it up on there Christmas itself is fulfilling um, in the New Testament of what the Old Testament uh, Old Testament was prophesying about the birth of a savior. And so, you, they, you know, you can go back into it, you know, a, a lot of it, you know, like Isaiah and things of that nature saying unto you, a child will be born um, by a virgin and he will be the savior of the world, which will then lead into um, his death on the cross, which is going to be an Easter, which is actually deep, the most important part. Yeah. Of- everything like that that's it that's the gospel that's the whole part of it that's the pinnacle but this time is really a reflection it's supposed to be like a season of hope it is like prophecy fulfilled and that's what we celebrate it's a call a season of advent yeah and that's what we're actually celebrating is like an advent season that that preparation it's like a weekly thing there's like an advent wreath that some people do if they're more traditional well, some people do it some people don't sometimes we'll do it in my home sometimes we won't and some of us do advent calendars even if we aren't yeah! religious <laughs> Yeah, it, it is like it's like it's a countdown. It's it's in preparation. It's a season of hope, and and that's why, like I said, like we while well, we celebrate it, 
And uh, yeah, at least that's how we do it in, in my home. We still, you know, who doesn't love a good Christmas tree and all the, the symbolisms and a good carol that's not necessarily a hymn. We love those, but we do tend to try to focus on this is Christ's birth. This is part of our story. This is the important part. This is prophecy fulfilled. And so that, that's from our end of why why we do it anyway. Even more than baby Jesus, we there's somebody who's associated with Christmas. Um, <laughs> sorry, baby Jesus. I know. That's the sad part. They're all move over, tiny infant in a stable. It's just a baby. <laughs> the baby's not going to bring me presents. I'm supposed to bring the baby presents. So let's talk about me. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But I do want to talk about Santa Claus. Uh, and I do want to specifically talk about St. Nicholas, right? Who's the origin yeah. of Santa Claus. Like Santa Claus is just a mispronunciation of St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas traces back to a real person, fourth century yeah. Turkey, right? So why is Santa Claus white? Like really white, yeah. He's like rosy cheeks, blue eye. You know, he's he's next level. And I'm not saying there can't be white people from Turkey. Turkish people kind of occupy that ambiguous sort of look, but I don't think they look like most of our depictions of Santa Claus. That's true. He should look different than how he usually does. I mean, don't get me started. There's lots of figures in history that should look different, but I think also a lot of people want to see them like. <laughs> you you get up you you pick up when I'm lying down. Jesus, <laughs> the Jewish guy with feathered blonde hair and blue girl. What? Get me off topic. I'm talking about Santa. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, Santa, Santa, Santa. Because there's um because uh, Germany also has a version and there's like really uh, um Italy has a version as well and they they all kind of look the same with these big beautiful rosy cheeks. Uh, I don't know, the Italian Santa, he's a little bit more fit. I'll give him that, you know. It's the good vino. but um, and, and, like, why is Santa so old? I know that he's, like, immortal, right? Is that is that part of Santa Claus? Yeah, <laughs> but, like, why, why be yeah. old and in, immortal? Why not be young? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Girl, if you've accepted, if a young man came down your chimney to give <gasps> your child gifts. Yes. It's, it's, <laughs> Him, yes, him being <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. It's something about him being old is what makes this all kind of sweet and endearing instead of like, well, this year, this is breaking and entering, <laughs> technically. <laughs> so I think it's something about the age that gives him that make well, because here in England, they say Father Christmas. And that's something about very endearing about that about saying, Oh, Father Christmas. But my favorite thing is now like in stores, because the store I go to, like I said, in, in the area, they have like some American garb is seeing black Jesus. And it is the because that beard, they can't make that beard, the traditional Santa beard with the same texture as, you know what I mean? Right. Like a little bit more of like a curlier quail hair on his. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily work. He doesn't look like Santa anymore. I am into Santa looking different. It looked it looked creepy. It looked like they were trying too hard. I'm just like I'm like why? Because it just didn't mat. It looked like they were just trying to make like dip a white Santa in brown paint and color the hair black. I'm like no 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 no. You need to give him like a tight fade because I believe that that's something like a black Santa Claus would have. You know what I mean? But yeah. Uh, but I feel like 
yeah, Santa doesn't look the way that St. Nicholas probably looked. And that's that's one thing. But I feel like another thing that makes me kind of sad about St. Nicholas is some of the mythology has been lost when it's transposed onto Santa Claus. Has it been lost? Well, yeah. Well, well here's the thing. Have you heard that uh, St. Nicholas supposedly could like raise people from the dead? Girl. Why can't Santa Claus do that? Here's my favorite St. Nicholas story, okay? So St. Nicholas was like traveling around doing his thing. He arrives at this inn and this innkeeper had killed. Oh, God, here we go. Of course, this is my favorite Christmas story. Uh, the, The innkeeper had killed three boys and he chopped up their bodies and he was going to sell their bodies as pickled pork to like people staying at the inn saint nicholas found Mm. out that this had happened and so he like reassembled the bodies and brought these children back to life (gasps) but they were never the same probably i mean (laughs) that's the untold story that i want to hear so what okay so i'm so this is this is is this from turkish folklore i guess like is this yeah i was gonna say how far back because i'm wondering what was going on in history during that time that they would that this would be part of it like someone caring for children and do you know what i mean like avenging children do you know what, do you know well, like, he what was, was going on the patron saint of school children so i think mm-hmm. that's how it got associated with him oh, that's so interesting i like i i need to dive in deeper because i'm like what was going on were children specifically being mistreated that they feel like they needed to have this sainthood you know what i mean normally when we create a character of that nature it is in response to a great injustice of like we need to have this person who who stood for this and and looked after the children and continue because this grievous thing was going on in the world i don't know i'm into it yeah i'm into it too i'm also into the fact that santa claus is really judgy which I guess St. Nicholas was really judgy too. I can get behind that for sure. So that was part of his character traits or his stories also was that he would judge the children on how well they learned their church lessons, their Bible lessons, um, and and determine Mm -hmm. if they were good or bad for the year around Christmas. So that's, I think, the origin of the naughty or nice list uh, from Santa. But I'm going to go there, Damika. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. St. Nicholas had a, a sidekick, supposedly. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a, a more recent invention, at least by my research, only goes back to like the 1800s at some point. But he had a, a sidekick named Black Pete. Yup. <laughs> you were schooling me, girl. I can't. <laughs> I can't even. I'm going to cry. I'm trying not to laugh. (laughs) Yeah. So while he judged these children, his his buddy, his sidekick, his Moorish sidekick, Black Pete. His donkey. Oh, God. (laughs) It's totally Shrek and donkey. Anyway, it is. So he would judge the children. And if they were bad, then Black Pete would scoop them up and shove them in St. Nicholas's bag to stay there (laughs) until next Christmas. (laughs) <laughs> but but I feel like we can't we can't talk about race and Christmas without talking about Black Pete a little bit. So he's no. from Spain of Moorish descent. So he's African and is a big part of Dutch Christmas, I guess. I've never experienced Dutch Christmas, but I guess people yeah. 
put on blackface and and act like they're Girl. black Pete. So I've seen photos of this, and I'm just like, they're like, oh, you know, you know, people uh, of a Dutch descent. This is how they celebrate. And I'm like, this has to be a photo edit. This can't actually really be happening in this modern world. And then you were telling me about Black Pete. I'm like, girl, it, it's all been made clear. This is this is awful. And, you know, I'm just so I was telling Danny when she was telling me, so I'm like, is he supposed to be like the precursor to like Krampus? Like a grumpy black guy, a more putting children in a bag. What does that mean for that? I, I can't. I can't get over it. I don't know. I'm dying. The most I'm... jarring thing to me was like <laughs> that. Supposedly, eighty. What did I say? Eighty-eight percent or eighty yeah. percent of Dutch people don't see these depictions of Black Pete as racist. Mm. I just. I don't know. I I need to find a Black Dutch person and be like, bruh, what. What's going on here? Because I want to know if they find it actually racist. Once well, they're just like, no, this is actually a really glorious part of our holiday. And this is a celebration. This is lifting up Black Pete. This is giving him a shout out. <laughs> lifting up Black Pete. <laughs> you were, we're lifting it up. <laughs> like I, do you know what I'm saying? Once they, they don't find it offensive, we're the ones who are offended because of what has been done in our culture. It's true. It's like, oh, no, no. I mean, just because blackface is so, has such a nasty history in American culture like it's I can't I can't handle it at all I'm like how 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 do you think this is a good idea Mm. I don't mm, I don't know but that's what's so difficult when you go to another country you want to go and just like impose I've been like no overall this is wrong because that's what my gut and my heart is telling me i I just want to go there with a bunch of baby wipes and everyone wipe everyone's faces but it's like that's it could not be i don't know i'm not black and dutch i now i wish i was black and dutch yeah but i i guess we don't have to focus too much on other countries christmas racism (laughs) problems when we could talk about our own country's christmas racism problems I know. I mean, there's a lot of problematic things about Christmas, right? Both racially mm-hmm. and gender issue sides. I'm, yes. Full disclosure, we are not going to talk about Baby It's Cold Outside because I'm so oh. over it. I, I don't want to talk about it. I don't. <laughs> I feel like they're literally, honestly, you can probably find 12 other podcasts about it or websites or blogs. I don't know. If you still, if people are still heartbreaking, done. I, you know, I've sang this song for like a two decades it's dot you're right i hear i am talking about it we're moving on there are so many other things to be worrying about yeah (laughs) i feel like what i really want to talk about are are holiday movies i want to talk about Mm -hmm. holiday movies and christmas stories let's maybe talk about some of our favorite holiday movies my favorite christmas movie is Mm -hmm. it's a wonderful life i mean there's Lots of issues you could talk about with this movie, but the one that always sticks with me is alternate reality wife of the main character. Like the worst thing (laughs) that could possibly happen to her is that she is unmarried and a librarian, which I'm like, that sounds great. That's awesome. She ain't got no kids, no mortgage. Right? I, I don't understand. We were talking about. I'm like, I think I'd be like in that in that time that genre. I'm like, I, I would be a loose woman. Like, what right. if you're gonna be an old? No, no, 
They always make her look ragged. I would look, I would look banging. It's ridiculous. I don't, it, it is. It's like the absolute pinnacle worst. They were really trying to speak to the heart of women. You better get married and find someone or you're going to end up right? being a librarian. How do you think librarians feel? She probably had a lot more free time. Mm-hmm. She could be hot if she wanted to be, but instead she's just looks beat down by the world. And it's like, your life is awesome. You're a librarian. You're independent. I don't know. It just, mm-hmm. it's a problem. It, it is a little bit. Let's see. I'm trying to think about my, oh, oh, I do. One, one of my favorite is about uh, a character who is filled with melancholy and depression and probably a borderline personality disorder who stalks a town and is really resentful. So then he goes and he steals everyone's presence in that village and then lies to a small child. And then as he's trying to get rid of said gifts, decided, oh, maybe not. Then comes back, doesn't ask for forgiveness. And then everyone forgets about it and sings around a tree. <laughs> it's the, I, I do. I enjoy the Grinch. <laughs> do you think the Grinch would have been so easily forgiven if he wasn't a guy, if he was a, a woman? Like, I feel like men can just apologize and everything is fine. No, I think they would have definitely if it was it was a woman. If it was a woman, I definitely think the who's would have had her for their who feast. And she would have been the the roast beast. I I really do feel that way. I just I just think it's so ridiculous. Like there was no remorse. He just came back and all his heart grew. And all of a sudden Christmas came back. Now, once if he came back, like he got rid of the presents, came back and asked and said, so, you know what? I, I realized I done was messed up. I'm sorry who's down in Whoville. My bad. No, they would have been like, where's our presence? It really would have been about the consumption. They got their presence back. This guy said sorry. They were minorly inconvenienced and maybe slightly violated to have a stranger in their home. I just don't understand. There's like crime and punishment. And this is one of our classics. And I do. I love it. I love, love, love the traditional old school version you're a mean one i do and there's so many problems with it there are but i think i mean we could dissect every christmas movie this way but i want to i want to do just one more real quick so one of the mm. most popular christmas movies just to shift gears a little bit i mean i guess we could talk about mm. gender in this movie but i want to talk about race a little bit and class mm. so one of the most popular christmas movies of all time or of the last of our our generation is about (laughs) of all time because life did not start until 1991 that was very very kanye west of you like of all time right hold on hold on i'm gonna let you finish but let me just tell you about this christmas movie I'm going to let you finish Charlie Brown's Christmas movie. but <laughs> Okay. One of the most popular Christmas movies. It's about a rich little white boy who's left mm. behind in his big old mansion by his family who's going to Paris for the holidays. And he's able to fight off a couple of really hobo looking burglars using only his wit and, of course, his wealth. Mm, that is a classic and if no, honestly, if you all don't watch Home Alone during the holiday season, it's not you actually haven't had Christmas. I feel like we have fallen so far from like a Christmas Carol. Like, how do we go from like a classic of Christmas Carol to Home Alone? Right. You know yeah. I mean, Christmas Carol, <laughs> Christmas Carol is I mean, overdone for sure. But it's it's an amazing story. And, and Charles Dickens wrote it to kind of publicize 
the industrial revolution's exploitation of working class children, right? And it was kind of a, a way to shine a light on like, these are issues that are happening in our society. And the holidays should be a time where people are able to open up and think of all people, including people below them on the social ladder, as people who are just seeking the same things, right? We're all just fellow passengers on the way to the grave, living our lives as best we can, trying to be happy. We're not separate people with different journeys, right? We're all on the same journey. So let's open our hearts and go on this journey together. And now we have (laughs) stories that are so focused on money and capitalism and consumerism. And not to mention the fact that Christmas movies, even more so than other Hollywood movies, whitewashed like AF. Did I just say AF? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to let it slide. It's holiday season. (laughs) And I appreciate it for the children. It is a cash cow right now for holiday movies. They are spitting them out. I'm serious. I I think there's more movies than like mixed match socks in the world. It's ridiculous. I feel during the holiday season, I I don't even bother memorizing names of all these holiday movies that come out. It's funny that you mentioned mismatched socks because what really got me thinking about all of this in preparation for the show was all these stupid (laughs) ads that I kept seeing everywhere on the internet and made no sense to me. So I was seeing all these like weird Hallmark movie sock ads. And see, I don't get them over here. I have no clue what you're even talking about. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I felt like I was the only one, but then (laughs) I started hearing from other people that they were seeing them too. And I don't understand because I don't watch Hallmark Christmas movies. Why am I being targeted with these ads? It's Mm. these socks that on the bottom, on the soles of the feet, say something like, if you can read this, I'm watching Hallmark Christmas movies and leave me alone or something equally ridiculous. I can't remember exactly because I try to tune out all that marketing team was on it this year they gotta pay for all those movies they made right i didn't realize (laughs) i knew hallmark movies were a thing and i know they're like kind of appeal to conservative christian white audiences for the most part but i'm sure they appeal to other people as well because they're kind of like no cursing no sex just old-time family values But I didn't realize how many movies they made. They made 37 new Christmas movies this year. 37. Girl, I remember we'd have to wait till like the week before or like Christmas Eve Eve because Christmas Eve Eve is also a thing in our house. Christmas Eve Eve for like the new Christmas movie. And they would just, you know, they would take the allotment of like 10 years worth of old school movies and put them together in the month. Because during the home, like Christmas season, the Hallmark Channel used to be on all the time because they used to actually show a lot of like the kids movies. And then in the evening, you know, once the kids have gone to bed, you would go and have like your somewhat adult grown up Christmas movie or whatever. But dang, that is a cash cow. Do you think they just film them all on one set and it's just like a kaleidoscope or, you know, like a Ferris wheel? They just keep them like spinning around. Well, you know what I mean, all right, just reset the set for like the next movie. Like, how I think in the I world? think you're not far off. Actually, I read that they filmed them all like over the summer. Each movie has <laughs> two million dollar budget. But I think they use the same sound stages over and over again somewhere in Canada because the CEO said that that was a reason why that the movies are so whitewashed is (laughs) because, oh, it's a quick turnover time and it's in Canada. What, like only white people live in Canada now? 
I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, and and for those who think that Danny is just like just being like, oh, whitewash is whitewash. I encourage you. And this is this is not a knock on Hallmark. Hallmark is just trying to get, or maybe it is. We'll find out. Let's find out together. If you go to their home, I'm on it right now, all the way over here in the UK. I go to the page and it has on the top, it says new romantic movies and more. So you go there and of course it's all, you know, couples and things of that nature. If you go to like home and family, they have like beautiful pictures of everything in, you know, in, in the front. And it is mostly 85 to 90% white people. And I'm so I'm sitting here, I'm scrolling, I'm reading, I'm looking, I'm like, oh, come on, Hallmark, come on. It's 2018. I'm like, okay, oh, oh, one mixed person who is, oh, she's really, really light. That's fine. Fine. No hate. Move on. I'm like, okay, cool. One couple. Cool. Cool. What is, oh, she's an architect. Awesome. Okay, cool. Go to someone else. Okay. Oh, he is also an architect. All right. The pickings are slim and it, it does not look great. And I want to sit there and say, okay, yeah, it's Canada, it's Christmas. No, th- this is this is blatant. You had you mean to tell me you could not find any actors of color w- willing to go up to Canada or who are already in Canada who wanted to be in a Hallmark movie? Work is work. Don't say they don't want to be in movies. Work is work. I don't. This is an issue with white Hollywood in particular. I mean, not just Christmas. Don't movies. say they're not out there. Like, don't say they're not out there. Don't say they're not hungry. Don't say they don't. They're turning down the parts because I, I don't believe a black person that would turn down some work. <laughs> I don't. Part of it too is they say that's not what the audiences want to see. Which one? I don't think that's true. But there's this idea that white people can't watch <laughs> black people in movies or or other people of color in movies because they can't empathize with the characters. There was this whole like sociological um, effect that's called the racial empathy gap. Mm-hmm. Because they aren't white, they can't identify with the characters and so they don't really get into the movie in the same way. Whereas us of people of color we're used to consuming that media already because most movies are white people so like it's easier for us to empathize with them which is ridiculous and that's the thing about like the empathy and wanting to put themselves into that what is there to put yourselves into these plots are so paper thin and here's the thing it's the holiday season i know people want something light and cheery something to break up the reality of their world i get it life is tough you need a break you want to go and be transported into a little quiet simple town where it's snowy and there's always some kind of rugged uh blue collar worker who wants to sweep off the hard-working single mom because let me tell you like a lot of people are in that position to where mm. life is hard they're doing it on their own they want i get one to be lost into that fantasy i get it why do we need somebody to look at, as far as like a white culture? Why would that take away to put yourselves into someone who is, you know, Latina or uh, Latina or uh, or even mixed or even African or Asian? Why? Why? Why is that? Why is there like I need to be able to put myself in that situation as closely as humanly possible for me to actually to consume and to enjoy? Why is it not enjoying hearing a story and the development and of, uh, of another human being? Here's the thing about any sort of story. And maybe this is just me, but I love to read or watch or consume stories that have people with vastly different experiences than my own because that's a way to become an empathetic person that's the way to understand the world around you and for you to be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and understand where they're coming from so that's why like i try to read 
books that are written by a variety of people with a variety of experiences who have characters from different different walks of life and different countries and different ethnicities and different races and different genders and and try to be able to understand other people's experiences because that's that's the point of all this fiction to be able to understand the world and I don't need a character who looks exactly like me to be able to do that obviously because I have not been able to consume (laughs) any media of characters that look exactly like me right because you're not getting it, even if you did want it. People can say, then why do we care if people look like us or not? It's just that. It's not that we're saying, like, why does someone look like me? I want to be able to relate and to enjoy. It's that people don't want to see it. That's the part that we're upset about. Because here's the thing. I did say I don't think people would turn down work. But maybe they are turning down the scripts, people of color. Because they're saying, you know what? This is not Christmas in my world. This is not how I would celebrate it. This is not how people I love and who look like me and have my experiences. Like, first of all, maybe people in my culture would not be kicking it in the snow like that, or they wouldn't be going out and doing life. They would be, you know, hunkering down, thinking the world's going to end because they don't like snow. And maybe Christmas doesn't have a good a background or uh, emphasis in their in their life. Or like, oh, no, it's crazy in my house. I wouldn't have time to fall in love with some weird stranger because I have 40 people visiting my house. Do you know what I'm And I think part of it, too, is like you were saying, these plots are so paper thin, guaranteed that very few, if any of the (laughs) these movies pass the Bechdel test. Right. Or the do you know the what is it? Devarney Devarney test, which is like similar to the Bechdel test. Uh, I guess I should back up. So Bechdel test, I think I think most people are aware of the Bechdel test by now. But it's it's just the idea of having fully developed female characters in movies. Right. So it requires two female characters who each have names to have a conversation about something that is not a man. That's it. It seems so base, but most movies do not pass this test, which is just embarrassing. Well, don't they also have to have a certain amount of lines as well? Like they have to like, or is that the other one? Like you have to have, they have to have more, like they have to have like 50% of the lines or something like that in order for them to be consumed to be like a main character. The Bechdel test is really just this base level, very simple, and still most movies do not pass this test, right? So the DuVernay test is similar to that, but it's based off of race, right? And so basically the aim of that test is that Black characters or other minority characters have fully realized lives rather than just being scenery I'm sure that most of these movies don't pass the Bechdel test, and I'm almost entirely positive that none of them pass the DuVernay test. The, the problem, especially during this this time of year, is for me personally, when I watch these, is like what a lot of these are. They're trying to encourage family time, celebration, a meeting of hope, giving back, changing lives. These are all things that are very, very, like very sweet and very, very positive. And the fact that they don't see anybody of any kind of color of representing that or can find a story or a narrative or this is all fiction. They're like, well, we can't, we can't really fit in. It's fiction. It's fiction. 
Make it up. Enjoy it. Go with it. Go as big or as outlandish as you want to be. It doesn't have to be the same setting always. Why does it have to be in these little backwoods area villages? You know what I mean? Or does that does that make sense? It's just they are saying that they have all these limitations when they actually have all the resources they possibly could. We want people of diversity to be shown that they too have a family's hopes dreams, aspiration, value family. Like I said, we, we can sit here and knock about their their plot holes, and like I said, and how sugary sweet everything is, but the fact that they feel like they cannot put any people of color in that, that, that doesn't, it doesn't jive, it doesn't matter, it doesn't fit, it's, it's unbelievable. It's like, what are you saying about people of a different race and background? What are you portraying to the world that those things don't coexist? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, um... It's very defeating. It's very, very, very defeating that in the Christmas season, it's... Christmas isn't for us. It, it, no, it really isn't. I mean, it was actually funny. I was uh, talking about like the nativity story, even for a country that actually is mostly saying that they're probably atheists or agnostic. It's really funny. A church that started off very religious, that's actually incredibly rejects religion now is still really big is the nativity story in all the elementary schools it's huge it's massive mess it's a big deal and it's really cute that my, my daughter's on one right now and she's playing an angel and i can't help but laugh because i was told very very young i remember being very little in my little church nativity i wanted to be an angel and they're saying no there's no such thing as black angels and they gave me a shepherd's costume or a sheep or i think i was probably both i did it multiple i thought angels didn't have human colored skin did I make that up? <laughs> I just thought they were like sparkly or translucent or they didn't Spark. look like humans. <laughs> Maybe I made that up. <laughs> to me, they're supposed to be like a non-gender, for me, like say like a ball of light, but they do manifest somewhat of a human-ish form, mostly enough to freak people out. But they're also non-gendered, right? Yeah. Angels yeah, are well, non-gendered. They always, they're supposed to not be, but they all get male, male names. Don't get me started. Uh, That's true. <laughs> Yeah, like they're they're messengers. They're, that's the thing that they're supposed to be as messengers. They're not to freak people out and getting messages from the Lord. Because I, I would imagine that'd be quite freaky. That's like the first thing they say is don't fear. It's like, duh, I'm going to be afraid. This is terrifying. This ball but, of light um, just turned into this beautiful yeah. man who's talking to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or maybe, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's exactly what you prayed for. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to talk to him. He's too beautiful. <laughs> this is so awkward. I'm so awkward. I don't know. And now I'm wondering if, if I've just been blasphemous, but it's also hilarious. It's, I don't, I don't know. There's, uh, for me, I'm not going to say if someone's like, Demika, would you like to be in a Hallmark movie? I've been like, do I get paid? I'm like, cool. I will say your horrific lines. And now I've blown any chance of ever being in one now. It's. <sighs> yeah. What would be like a yeah. good holiday movie? What, what what do we want to see? We want to see a diverse cast, right? Yes, yes. Not all women are single mothers. Right? Can we have a holiday movie that's not about romance, too? I would be into that. Girl, girl. Not every woman for Christmas wants a relationship. I'm just letting you know, in case everyone's wondering what to get their single female friend, it's not a man. Please, not, even if they're like, oh, I want to... No, just don't. That's not... That's not it. Oh, we were talking off air that in England, there's a big bumper sticker saying that dogs aren't just for Christmas. They're for life. And I feel like that's what men, men are not just for Christmas. They're for life. So I, I'm going to go ahead and put that together in the same thing. Like, just don't. Also, like, if it is romance, can we can we stay away from this heteronormative? Like, you, 
a man and a woman have to get married and be together. And I don't know. I, it's just the whole thing makes me feel so icky. Well, like I said, it's supposed to be sugary sweet. Once, once the, If that's your thing, that's totally fine. Because the world is hard. And some people, that's what they do. We all have our things to turn off. That is fine. The thing is, like, you have, what did you say, 36 movies? Is that how many were coming out? 37. 36? 37. 37 new movies out. You mean to tell me they all need to take place in these, like I said, a little, little country areas? Areas, or if you want to get do a big city, you need to tell me like we're from the desert. Do something deserty on on the res. Do something different. You, do you know what I mean? Have a wide range of, of places and people and traditions, and have a little bit of struggle and have a release of struggle. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I just don't under I don't understand the fear. Yeah, because that's what it feels like. It's like it's a, it's a fear based thing. I, I want to see they they've had a bit of not strife, but be like you know what. Family's hard. Trying to blend families as someone who is mixed. Yeah, trying to mesh these two. And maybe there is. I don't know, Danny. Are we going to have to watch this so that way we know what we're talking about? Please say no. I mean, we should have in the name of good journalism, but oh well. Too late now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, how, how about this? We'll read the descriptions and reviews of them after they've been watched. And then we'll say, okay, cool. This one actually had this. This one actually had that. Right. So that, so that way. I'm with you. I think it doesn't even necessarily have to be a family family-centered movie right like i mean holidays are about families but like what about navigating complicated friend relationships or something non-romantic in that way Ooh, that would be really fun yeah i mean i think there's a lot of things that could be covered that weren't covered a million times already Ooh, like oh what the fallout after christmas i'd love because how many yeah I would love to see that, like the post-Christmas Christmas movie of dealing with having to, you know what I mean? Because it, it, there's a lot of things going on. It could be focused on what modern family life is. Why aren't there more movies about the fact that you have to attend five different holiday things because, you know, your parents are divorced and you have to go to each parent's house and then you have to go to your significant mm-hmm. other's parent's house. So you eat so many meals and you're just fat and miserable after the holidays. <laughs> they've had had some movies about it i think what was it oh gosh what is his name there was one movie about where they had to do like four different christmases but yes but that's one movie that i can possibly think about where that happened and then it's like wow why there there could be more about the the separation and what that looked like and it's complicated and uh, i did like the thing about the friends because a lot of people don't have family or they feel excluded or because you know, like i said they, they were different and they no longer have a strong family background and their family dynamic you know in quotation marks family dynamic looks or let's get away from family and friends and these like small microcosms of of life and maybe go back to something more dickens-esque look at society as a whole like how did make a good Christmas for your community. I don't know. That's kind of cheesy. But something like that would be more interesting to me than seeing the same love stories played over and over again. Because I think we can handle it. I think a lot of people say people don't want that during the holidays. But you know what? Try. I think more people are hungrier for something substantial, substantial than we give them credit for. I think people really want to be a little bit more reflective during this time. I think people are a little bit over the the powdered sugar of of Christmas and calling it snow and not over in a negative sense some people like I said I'm a sucker for this time of year but I think people are are tired of you know eating applesauce they want some meat they want something a little bit to really cling on to and think outside of themselves I think more people 
are more open to it. People are, are, are more depressed and more despondent. There's so many heavy issues. They, I think they want to know that other people feel heaviness as well, that they're not alone in thinking that way. And, and that goes beyond race and, 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 and gender and even religion. Like you're not alone in this. Other people have a lot of stuff on their mind too during this time of year. It brings a lot out of people. And yes, we do want to turn off. I'm all for that. But maybe sometimes we also need to be, we need to recognize outside of ourselves of other people's struggle. Like you said, with, with Dickens, been like there is classism. That was the thing, going to his home, seeing what his home looked like. When Scrooge went there and saw the city of his home and how little they had, but yet how joyful they were, it was that 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 empathy we were talking about. We, we need to have that more so now than ever. We we lack empathy so so much. Hallmark people who make movies give us opportunities to be empathetic. We're we're. We're ready for it. We can. Yes. It. And particularly in I'm going to get on my soapbox for just a moment here. Be careful. Make sure it's stable. It's not. <laughs> but I'm going to go for it. <laughs> we live in such a divided country right now. I yeah. feel maybe this is a little harsh for, for, for Hallmark, but I feel like they're just contributing to that division because they're only illustrating one particular type of American experience. And by focusing on just showing conservative Christian white people, more conservative Christian white people, you're just furthering that divide. And that's a lot of what the issue is in our society right now. It's, uh, let's see, would I give Hallmark that much power? I think I, I would give media. I wouldn't give it all the No, I, I'm not saying it's all Hallmark, but I'm saying that they're contributing to it. Oh, I think, I, I definitely do think, but is it also part of supply and demand? It's a fairly big network, but are they just giving people what they want? Is that part of the problem? I mean, it could be. I don't know enough. I should have done more research. No, no, no. I, I just, I, I love having that conversation of just like, could we be mad at Hallmark? Because I mean, yeah, I'm, like I said, they, they, I'm grumpy with them because they basically have glorified the woman being beaten or lost her child and has to rise up and overcome movies. Seriously, they overdid it with the battery domestic violence, what they thought they were bringing light to actually just kind of like sensationalized it. But anyway, another day conversation. Yeah. But are we mad that people want all this? I mean, yes and no. It's complicated. <laughs> I know. Now we're never going to be in a Hallmark movie, oh, Danny. Oh, my, my one life ambition. My plan B is gone. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it was gone when you made it plan B instead of dedicating your life to it. <laughs> and when you're right, you're right. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm probably the wrong person to be criticizing the Hallmark Christmas movies since I wouldn't watch them anyway. But <laughs> I don't. Uh, so my thing is with with this, and so I'm like you said, my thing is what it is and what it's not. My what it is, it, it's a, a family based network, and they have a product, and they have a demand, and they're on a business, they're on a hustle. That's what it is. My problem is what it is not, that it has 37 movies coming out and probably less than I don't, 10, 15 percent. Someone else can do the math. Has any representation of any diversity? I mean, right now in the beauty world, they're talking about makeup shades, right? And how they're not really representing for women of color. If you have 37 shades of makeup and maybe six of them 
Right. I feel like that's that's generous yeah. <laughs> to six of the 37. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I mean. I'm like, but if I say it like that, people are like, oh, yeah, no, that's ridiculous. There's so many other, you know, shades and colors that, yes, I'm putting it just like that. That That's our that's our problem. In none of those movies are people eating pozole and tamales. And, and I'm like, where's Girl, my Christmas? Where are the Luminarias? Where <laughs> this is not Christmas. Where are the Luminarias? Girl. Girl, the truth. Or, you know, having some green chili beef stew. Hunty. Or, you know, I, I I get it. I, I completely get it. Like I said, it, it is a business after all, because that's what it's turned into. But so so what do we do, Danny? I, I feel like it is such a deep, deep problem. So I feel like if you do watch a movie with diversity, because I'm not saying they're not out there, I just don't think they're as well publicized. So if you watch one, let people know. Put that on blast, especially if it was decent. Yeah. Let, let's see it. Let, let's see it. Let's have support to show networks like like this that there is a place for that. And people do want that. Let's show that. Let's switch the demand. That That's where I'm at. Let's start switching the consumption and the demand that we, we want this. If you want to watch your, your other movies, your sugary sweet ones, cool. I totally get it. I really, really do. But try. Try. There's so many flavors out there, y'all. So many. Start eating. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Let's talk about our happy place. Yeah. What was your happy place this couple of weeks outside of just being ridiculous? Yeah, um, my happy place is also a place that I'm not happy that I was. (laughs) I love the complicated ones. I mean, it is it is generally a happy place. So I've been really into the new Pokemon game that came out. Okay. Is that the one on the phone? No, it like it's it's one? one for the Nintendo Switch. Okay, cool. But it's yeah, it's it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot like some of the older Pokemon games. So it's, mm. you know, just running around, catching Pokemon, training your Pokemon, defeating gyms. I've heard from people who've played it who were not Pokemon fans or did not play the original games. I full disclosure, I'm not like a huge Pokemon fan, but I See, now you kind of sound like one, so I'm going to ignore your disclosure. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying I haven't played all the Pokemon games. I enjoy Pokemon. It's a very light JRPG. Oh, God, I'm getting too dorky. I'm getting too dorky. Reel me in. Reel me in. You know what? No. <laughs> no, I'm letting your freak flag fly, girl. Just do it. Do it. Be you. Be all right. You. So it's a very light. Japanese role-playing game right it's not it's not very heavy on the story or very heavy on the characters but it has all those like elements that make make like a role-playing game see lightness and we need exactly so it's a really good like mindless easy game to just play and have fun playing the reason why it's also not a happy place is because since I'm sick there's not much else I can do except watch TV and play Pokemon, which sounds wonderful until that's what you're forced to have to do because I have like a million things I should be doing. But it's definitely fun. If you're a fan of Pokemon or a fan of easy video games, highly recommend Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Words, see, yep, you, you, that's a whole other world that I, I admittedly am completely ignorant about. But I want, I'm learning more. My husband plays video games, but I, I'm still like, I'm still on my training wheels as far as like my understanding. And that's okay. I mean, I like video games, but I wouldn't say I'm 
I'm like a gamer girl or anything. I I mean, I've played a fair amount, but I'm not like... Just being on. No, and I'm not very good at them either. So that's another thing. <laughs> How about you, Mika? What's your happy place? Uh, you know, it's so funny. You never think anything makes you happy in the most dramatic sense ever. Until you have to think about it. You're like, oh, actually, I, you know, I've got a lot of good things going on. And I always have a hard time narrowing it down this particular time. So I decided to go with something really crazy uh, festive. And I'll have to save the other ones. So I, like I said before, I actually really do dig the season. This one's a bit strange because I've been sick. So I haven't really gotten into it. But I do. I'm one of those really obnoxious people. And I, I'm me. I'm not going to apologize. Who listen to Christmas music way too early. I like, I put away, this is Halloween. And I pretty much like Halloween's done. I'm like, all right, let's whip out the Christmas. How music. dare you? With How no shame. Dare you? No, and I don't feel bad about it. I do. I celebrate. I get all my my little nightmare before Christmas as the good transition in between, and then I start. So with that, I mean, to be fair, Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie, not a Halloween movie. Fight me on it. I feel I girl. If that is not the biggest transition movie ever. I don't. It's understand. true. Like it, it, it is a good transition. With the parallel and the fight. It is the. It's the argument we're having right now in animation form of people constantly battling between the two. There are people who are Halloween and there are people who are Christmas. And this is literally talking to a societal issue about that. You know, we can be here all day about it. The world <laughs> needs more Nightmare Before Christmas. These things that can bridge such vast, vast gaps. Girl, I'm waiting for that musical. And if that doesn't reveal how big of a nerd I am, I don't know what will. But with this said, so with, with Christmas music being said, I want something very, very specific with Christmas music. And I, I hardly dis- like discriminate against it. But what was really bringing me to my happy place was like the old school crooner type of Christmas music because you can really hear the misogyny in it. And there's something about that that really makes me smile. I don't know why. Like some like the Rat Pat kind of Dean Martin, uh, Frank Sinatra genre of that. I don't know. I just already can picture them like drinking scotch, slapping women inappropriately on the buttocks in between takes of recording this music, probably being ridiculously sauced and having some black person shine their shoes. I can hear it in their voice. And I don't know why. I'm like, oh, uh, what a terrible time. <laughs> People always think of like, oh, that was a classier time when men were men. I'm like, no. No, it was a horrible time if you were like a, a woman in a minority. But but I, I say that, in, you know, in a lot of jest, but it, it just really transports you to a, a different time and a different kind of of, of way of singing it in the, in the big band. And I don't know, like I said, I, I like, you know, um, acapella music and choral music. And, but there's just something about that particular kind of, of genre of Christmas music where I'm just like, mm, those were the good old days, but not really, but still kind of, but also not really because it was horrible. And if you were a mobster, you can also get a, a record deal. It's great. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. The music was really good. <laughs> like, it was, solid, was solid music. It was really solid. It was solid. And so I, I know people want to be like, how could you? I'm like, how could I not? Like, I can fully, fully aware and acknowledge everything that was going on. Even with, like I said, you can find fault in almost anybody. Most people you can find fault in without really trying. But I don't know. It was bringing me to my happy place today. I was like, oh, man, go ahead, Dean. I I know you were probably a very mean drunk, but I don't care at this sense. You sing that song, boy. You sing that song. (laughs) That's our happy places. So I guess um, our advice to you 
when the holidays get to be too much is to put on some old school racist music. <laughs> Croon- I don't, the, the content is a crooner. Crooner, crooner music. music. <laughs> put on some crooner music and play a video game like it's 1995. Honestly, Danny, when you say it like that, it actually sounds really amazing. And I kind of want to be back in 95 now. <laughs> a simpler time. Now that... Simpler, more complicated, horrific time. <laughs> you know how horrible I am? Like, wait, wasn't that the Oklahoma City bombing year? That's awful. I need to get that checked. But this is that's how we're gonna end our, our podcast of twenty eighteen going into twenty eighteen. Yeah, our our next one yeah, will be uh will be New Year's. Yes, but if you miss us, until then you can re-listen to if you want to the rest of our, our podcasts on anywhere you listen to podcasts. Follow and subscribe, all all that yeah. kind of stuff. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on mm-hmm. Instagram. We're at Biracial Unicorn. Yes, please do. And um, if you want to sit there and write a rebuttal and tell us about how great Hallmark Channel is, please do at uh, biracialunicorns at gmail.com. I look forward to that. Yeah, please <laughs> fight us because I'm, uh, I'm sure there's yeah. plenty to fight us on in this episode. I know. And I don't think people even realize that it's not like we want like challenge. It's a go ahead. We are not hurt by that. We fully well know. We know that there's things we miss. And yeah. And I feel like we just scratched the surface on so many things. We could have gone deeper. Oh, yeah. We could always, always. I guess I probably shouldn't say that. We could always go deeper. <laughs> yeah. Rain it in. This is a family show. I know. I know. But uh, anyway. Our theme music is by Joseph Scott of Citizens of Tape City. Our art is by Dolly Pop Art. Uh, You should check both of them out. I will link them in the show notes. Yes. Merry Christmas, you filthy unicorns. And a happy new year.